0: five podcast
1: you do everything for a reason right for a purpose if you have a reason or purpose
2: behind everything you'll actually like do it how you do one thing is how you do everything
0: but here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that i don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do
3: it you shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things and just everything that happens to are like question it and just continue on
4: without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of like the fact
0: that like how fragile life
4: actually
0: is. There you go. I think I got it right this time. <laughs> Whoops.
2: Good.
0: That was a mistake. Um, anywho's. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Did everyone read this fucking awesome book that we need to discuss? So
2: I have about an hour and a half left in it.
0: Okay. That, yeah, I, I feel we'll like that's far enough.
2: Discussion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's far enough that we can we can rip into it because I have so many notes, and I actually think I have a better answer for your question from last week, Max. After listening to that book, let's hear it.
3: Also, I'm going to start it off with saying that I've talked to numerous sources since then,
0: and I think I'm definitely wrong. <laughs> okay cool because i was going to tell you how wrong you were (laughs) so so that's good um no because like uh the first thing that i noticed when he was talking about that particular thing like whether or not you should go back into like past stuff he does say he doesn't believe it is essential for nice guys to uncover every experience that made them feel unsafe or bad but some understanding of where a life script originated is helpful in rewriting that life script So that's a quote that i actually found when i was listening to it and i was like okay that makes a lot of sense so he's not saying like you absolutely need to do this but it's probably helpful if you do um and so like the one thing that i found for myself um was when i was kind of diving into some of these things is um so it basically i realized that i always come home in a defensive or alarmed state Uh, which is something that I wasn't aware of until I was listening to this book and doing a little bit of deep diving. So effectively, what was happening is the first five or 10 minutes that I came into the house, um, I was coming home and, you know, effectively, like Megan and Mason would kind of steer clear of me for about five or 10 minutes. Usually after that, I was pretty good. But where this originated from, and I figured this out from kind of going through this process, was that when I was a young man and I was coming into my mom's house, it was always chaotic. So basically, like I'd be coming home to either, you know, a mom that was like high on drugs. There would either be like her drug dealers, something going on in my house. There was just generally chaos within the house or I would come home and she'd be like passed out and I got to like take care of my little sisters. And so like this atmosphere put me into this natural habitual state of just coming home ready for shit to not be okay. And what I didn't realize is that I then carried that with me through the rest of my life up until this point. So what I was doing was I was placing the blame on other things. Like I'd come home and be like, oh, you know, it was a long day at work. I'm kind of stressed out, like all these other non-issues, because they that's really not the case. And it wasn't until I started doing this deep dive that I actually understood that like this was just something that had become a subconscious thing for me. And it was just something that had become a habit because I was used to that for so many years that I actually carried that through adulthood. So now every time I come into the house... I'm looking for the chaos and I'm looking for the problems that I need to solve, whether or not they're actually there. Um, And so the reason that I found this super, super helpful is because I was able to then articulate that to my family. It was like, you know, here's the root cause. So it's not that I'm coming home and I'm having, you know, a long day and I'm stressed out and I'm feeling, you know, upset about all these other things. That's really not the case. The actual Cases that this is a habit that i've developed over the course of my lifetime and it's something that i'm doing subconsciously and so now it's like okay let's figure out how to work through that but the useful part in this is that i was able to articulate that to my family and explain like hey here's something that i realized you guys know that you always like try and avoid me for the first few minutes when i get home and it's actually it has nothing to do with you because what would happen is they would think they did something wrong or they would feel like maybe they were causing stress or chaos in the house Um, And then they would try and like avoid that, or they would try and alter their behavior, which is not fair, because it's not actually them. So I was able to then be like, hey, this is the cause, this is what I've realized. And these are the steps that I'm going to take to try and fix it. But it's helpful that they know that. Mm hmm. So that's where I think diving into some of your past traumas, I think can be super, super effective. And then on top of that, I do think that I may have to actually do some sort of counseling to figure out how to work through this issue. Um, And I liken it to, I'm going to use another mechanic example, because that's all I know. But like, you know, when you go to see a mechanic, it's not necessarily because you can't fix your own car. Yes, you can Google it, or maybe you can figure it out. But they might have a better set of tools to get that done for you. You know like maybe you need a lift or an engine hoist or a transmission jack or something like that like you don't have that but they will and so yes you can figure it out on your own but it may be substantially easier if you have somebody that's able to take you and guide you down that path and so that was kind of my realization from listening to that book and doing a bit of a deep dive on some of my um personal issues that came up from the past so
2: that's crazy daniel i, I actually had a a very similar realization listening to the book as well like pretty pretty similar i same thing i like you, you know that I, we've talked about our family past mm-hmm. or and same with me honestly just like coming home and knowing things will be tense and having that almost like time just to like settle yourself into the home for the first five to ten minutes is something yeah. that i i definitely have been more aware of recently too
0: and it's weird because i like i don't know what the solution is like i have no idea like i sat there and i was like well, oh, how the fuck do i fix that like you know what i mean so yes i do think in this case like maybe sitting down with a professional and just being like here's the case here's what i'm kind of looking at what are some things that i can do to now alter this behavior so i do think you know after listening to the book it kind of reinforced in my head that i do think it is important if you have traumas that you really understand where they've come from because you may not actually fully understand it. And in the instances where you do understand it and you can't figure it out, I do think help is super, super, super useful. So um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting one, but I did share that one with Megan as well. And she was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of interesting when you start looking at these things. So.
4: Was that your, did you have any other takeaways from that part?
0: Um, that was kind of the main one. Um, let me see. i am just peruse the notes really quick. Uh, that, that was the big one that I noticed right off the top. I know that there are some other ones that I'm going to have to figure out. Um, uh, here's another one that I think, hold on, let me see here. sorry oh this one um being connected to your partner and if they're upset angry or depressed then you will feel anxious until they're not that was another one that i noticed and that again came from childhood where i would be in a chaotic house and if my mom was pissed off or upset i would be like super like high alert because something was going on in the house and like same thing when i was even younger my dad would get upset same thing super high alert very anxious, very tense, trying to figure out like what's going to happen to my environment or potentially me. So it's just like, that is something that I've also carried with me into an adult relationship where, wherever Megan is upset or depressed or something's going on with her, I'm immediately not okay until I figure out what's going on there. Um, so that's another one as well. Um, let me see. Yeah, mostly those are the two big ones that I wrote about here in my notes. Um, and I think those are like the big ones. I do have other notes about other parts of the book. Uh, but those are the two two kind of childhood things that I realized from listening to it and was like, this is why I think it is useful to go back because you may not even be aware like i certainly wasn't and then i was like doing some journaling looking back at stuff and i'm like holy shit (laughs) like this is fucking very apparent to me now
4: what were your conversations like max that kind of you said you flipped your flipped your ideas a little bit
3: it wasn't that they were different it's just like multiple people that i like i think are high quality individuals they were saying more less the same things as you guys were saying so i was like okay like there seems to be like a general theme here <laughs> um and yeah i i really listened to that section of the book that daniel was talking about with that quote um and after rehearing that it kind of it makes sense
0: because mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like always necessarily like, yes, i think there are some things that you can just be like okay this is a problem i'm aware of it i know how to solve it and then just take the steps to to do that but if it's something that you're not aware of and you discover it and you're not sure how to deal with it because that that was the exact case that i had where i was just like huh i had no idea i found this thing what the fuck do i do with it hmm I don't know. Did any of you guys find anything in your childhood that you were carrying with you? That was um, maybe a blind spot.
4: I've I've something similar to what you said there with like the tenseness until Megan, like, like if she's feeling some type of way, you know, like I feel like in a lot of situations with my friends, partners, family, like when someone is feeling angry or like there's just like a tense situation i tend to feel not okay about it until it's resolved and i think that also comes kind of from not that i had any sort of bad family life by any stretch but you know just like arguments in the house for whatever reason when i was younger really made me uncomfortable and i was just did not want to be in that environment so i'd just like wait uncomfortably and just super anxiously until everything was solved and it just would irritate and like, it was really bothersome to me. So that's definitely carried through to my, my adult life, even with client interactions, like just when a complaint comes, the time from you getting that complaint until I'm able to fully resolve the problem is just agonizing. Like it it's the long, it takes so long in my mind. And it's just excruciating. It, it's awful. So that's definitely originated from, you know, from more so like the, just being uncomfortable in those situations in childhood. So pretty similar to your takeaway. And I realized that I'm a, I'm indeed a a nice guy.
0: Yeah. That was also my takeaway too. I was like, fuck. He's describing a lot of shit that I do <laughs> I Dude, like, the
4: first, the first like 20 minutes of the book. I was like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just like put your head down on the desk. <laughs> I, I, I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't fucking. Yeah. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, really, really good book. A um, couple of things that I found was I have a tendency not to ask for help and I try and do everything on my own. Stereotypical, nice guy. Uh, I have a tendency to be unavailable when there is a relationship problem to be dealt with. So, um, when he said like, typically there's never a good time, I was like, holy shit, I've done that before. Cause I'm like, well, I'm really busy with my business and I have this going on and that going on. And like, I would try and divert that to like future Dan or try and find a time where it's like, this is like a good time. And I'm like, that's not necessary. You can just have that conversation on the fly. Like most relationship Mm -hmm. problems are pretty like minor. They're not massive things. Like they're not, well, I shouldn't say that, but at least in my relationship, they're not massive things. Usually they're fairly solvable problems. So um, the tendency to not be available whenever there was a problem and try and divert that to a later time, uh, that's definitely something else that I noticed as well. Um, people trying to turn to me when they need something and then me often trying to do my best to uh, accommodate them so I feel liked and appreciated. Um, that's another one that I, I noticed that I do as well. Um, and uh there is at some level of fear of conflict, mostly with people that I care about, rarely with people that I don't know or clients or anything like that, like abstract, um, but with people that I I do feel uh, a very strong emotional connection with, I do try and avoid conflict at some level, which is something that I, again, was not aware of until I listened to this as well., um, and the tendency to analyze rather than feel. Uh, that was another one that I picked up on as well.
4: Yeah, so, the avoiding conflict one was massive for me too.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
4: I I always thought that I was doing that out of a place of rationality, but it just it just came from being uncomfortable facing the conflict, which was a massive realization for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my big thing, and, and this is kind of what I figured out when I was looking at it, is the reason that I try and avoid conflict with people that I like really care about is out of fear of potentially losing those people through that conflict, which makes no fucking sense. Like, if you think about it, if you really care about those individuals and they really care about you and you have some form of a conflict, you, you're going to, sorry, conflict, you're going to find some sort of like a resolution to the problem and you're going to find a way to work it out. Uh, it's very rare that if you both, genuinely care about each other that you're going to go into a conflict that's going to come to a result of you parting ways unless you're just completely incompatible you mm-hmm. know like if you have just different lifestyles right like there's a reason i don't hang out with people that do drugs and fucking party all the time because it just doesn't work for my lifestyle so i wouldn't necessarily call that like a conflict um that would just be a, a, a difference in lifestyle um so
4: yeah because i was i was definitely scared of you know like you were saying that if I, if I did get into these conflicts with the people that I, I truly care about, they might not like me or they might think of me differently. And after thinking about it, you know, I was like if the people that I truly care about don't like me after me truly being myself, then, you know, why am I even in these relationships with these people? And that also connected to just me caring too much about what other people think of me, you know, trying to please everyone trying to have this this certain appearance like like it says in the book you know like being just as i was you know i didn't didn't view that as being okay so i've conformed to what i what i think other people want to see me as it's yeah it was very it was a mind fuckery for sure i like i said, I haven't finished it yet but just the the part that i have been through so far has been some really good Also, a quick side note about audiobooks. I know you guys all have Audible, which is good, but what I did is I um I went to I got YouTube Premium. And then you can actually look up the audiobooks on YouTube, and pretty much every book has like a one on YouTube. And you can just download them and you can download as many as you want. So you don't have to like get one credit per month. So it's kind of like a hack to to get more audiobooks in.
0: Interesting. How much is the YouTube premium per month?
4: uh 13 bucks a month or something but the, there's like a
0: student thing that ninja.
4: i i got that was like seven bucks
0: super ninja
2: listen to as many as you want and download as many as you want and you just have to listen to a youtube platform
4: yeah like you can you can
2: download anything or you
4: can play youtube off the app so like it's just like spotify or audible like you just start the video and then you like just swipe off the app and it just plays in the background
2: when you turn off your phone it continues playing like any other music app you say where you can like like it's just one continuous listen or does it actually chunk it out like how it does in audible
4: uh it's just one continuous listen so it's like you know you can it's a little bit more of like a ghetto version on I, it, obviously. It's
0: fine. I mean, I don't give a shit if it's chunky. Yeah, but like every,
4: like pretty much everything has an audiobook. Like there's about five different versions on YouTube for the No More Mr. Nice Guy. So mm. it's just, yeah, I figured like if you are wanting to bang on a bunch of them for like kind of the similar cost, then you can uh, stack them up on there.
0: Hmm. That's very good. Very good note.
4: And if you're a student, too, you get it for, like, seven bucks a month, which is pretty sick.
0: How do they know if you're a student? What do you, like, do you, like...
4: You have to sign into your uh university institution platform. Okay. Which I just, I did yesterday, and it somehow still worked for me. So, <laughs> even though I'm not actually in it anymore.
0: Hmm. is hacking. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's I'm kind of definitely cheating it, but whatever. I wonder
0: if my Nate platform still works.
4: <laughs> it probably would, honestly.
0: Like seven years ago. <laughs> Six years ago? How many years ago did I do that? It was a minute. I don't know. Just give it a try. It's irrelevant. I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Um, oh, have you gotten to the part about covert contracts?
2: That's what I've noticed. No right now
0: yeah dude that is a fucking mind fuck because i didn't realize i would do that from time to time where you um i will do this so that you will do this for me but you don't tell them that's fucking that's wild did did any of you guys find like that you did that from time to time yeah yeah it was weird because like, I never once thought about it. And then as soon as he said that, I was like, oh shit, I've definitely done that.
4: Can you explain it, Dan?
0: Um, So covert contract is effectively doing something for somebody with the intention of getting something from them without ever expressing it to either party. So it's basically like, you know, like I'm going to clean this up so that you will like, I don't know fucking i'm terrible at this i can't come up with examples on the fly but it's like um i think one of the examples he uses in the book is like uh when a guy wants to like get sex from like his partner he'll do something for them with the goal being to get sex but then never express that they actually want sex and then be upset when they don't get it oh shit yeah Hmm. which is just like It's so bizarre, but it's like Like
4: trying to get the other person to mind read you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like basically making the other person mind read you and like doing something nice with the expectation that you will get something from that. Wow, that's actually insane. Yeah, it's called giving to get. Um, and then he calls it covert contracts but yeah when i heard that part i was like fuck and then i started thinking about like my life and i'm like where have i done that and then i was like holy shit i've definitely done that i think most men have done that like subconsciously without actually yeah without actually realizing it like they're like i'm gonna do this nice thing and hopefully i'll get this and then it doesn't happen they're like what the fuck
3: (laughs) That's like i bought my girlfriend a cat because i wanted sex
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, yeah Yeah, that part is (laughs) mind-boggling um and there's one other thing that i have written down in here was the part in chapter eight where he said if you have one obviously wounded person in a relationship you always have two healthy Mm -hmm. people are not attracted to unhealthy people awesome Yeah. yeah and i was like holy shit and there's like one part where he does the example of like his wife finally going to counseling and then she like comes home and she's like, you're fucked up. And he's like, Oh no, you're just getting as healthy as me at now. And I was just like, Bruh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, um, it's pretty wild when you think about it. Cause I always thought like Megan was unhealthy. And then I was like, Holy shit. I'm also a fucking train wreck. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, when he's talking about um, nice guys will often get into a relationship with a damaged person so that by comparison, they look better. So like if you're in a relationship with somebody that has mental health issues, you can always be like, well, I'm the healthy one because they're obviously flawed and like make yourself look good in comparison, which is kind of fucked up to do fucked. <laughs> but it's a thing and i was just like holy fuck <laughs> like it's uh it's kind of wild to think about because yeah you always think like or i used to think anyways that i was like the healthy one in the relationship and that megan was unhealthy and then she got healthy and i was like now we're both healthy but i didn't realize like we were both unhealthy and it's like very obvious when you look at it in retrospect i was just like man i was also a train wreck what the fuck was i talking about like <laughs> i don't even know if i'm not a train wreck anymore i'm i'm okay but like Definitely after going through this book, I realized that there is still some more, uh, some more dirt in the backyard that's got to get shoveled up and some things got to get taken a look at here. So more bodies. Yeah, there's more bodies <laughs> in the yard. So
2: are you going to get Megan listen to it?
0: I might. It might be worthwhile. Um, I know he mentioned in the book that it would be beneficial for the, the partner to listen to it as well. Um, I may do. I may do. Yeah. I've been talking to her a lot about it. So um that yeah, might be beneficial as well. Mm-hmm. I just have the audio book, unfortunately. I didn't actually get the physical copy. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going by the physical mm-hmm. as well. I might just get the physical because there's a lot of stuff in there that I kind of wanted to like take notes on and like go through again. So it might be worthwhile. Because I listened to it twice. I listened to it once and then I went back and listened to it again. And I was just like, fuck. Like I yeah. I learned a lot of shit from that book. So
2: what I wanted to do too, I was thinking that actually go through a second time and take notes with it. The fascinating part with me was the attachment with women and having like where he compared it with the lack of like a father or male role model in your life and how you like subconsciously over time, I realized that just seeing my mom go through a lot of really, terrible relationships and the way that she would talk about these men in my life that were supposed to be like my father figures or whoever it might be, or even like my grandpa or whoever, right. It's people that I respect highly of Um, that over time I developed like a very negative view on men and masculinity entirely almost in a way. And that caused me to be exactly what he talked about where you become like the ideal person that a woman would want to be around essentially, or like, the, the best friend to a girl or whatever and apart that because I, I always like one example that it came to my head was <clears throat> I was like in grade one or two and I remember our teacher let us for a couple weeks put all the all the guys got to put their their desks in a big like oval together to hang out during class and all the yeah. girls were and then I just went in like in the girls oval for two weeks and like it was <laughs> In like grade one and grade two and all the guys were like in their own little thing so no like, young age. I was just like, Skylar's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Competition
3: is gone. <laughs>
2: girls, man. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I've realized like heavily over time that even I, I mean, obviously now, like I have good male friends now, but that's something I, I really struggled with growing up. Just actually having like good buddies that were guys. Like I yeah. always, like what he talked about with being able to connect with guys and just do like guy things. And, and that was something like, I always felt very outcasted for that, but I could like, I, I'd have like five girls that I'd be like absolute best friends with and could like just go hang out with and it'd be awesome. And then there's parts of you too, where you like another part you hear of it. It's just like some of those relationships you, you have. And it's just like the one part that I found very fascinating to me is when he talks about like, when it's like, opposite sex it's like there's that um like not that it's a relationship that's based on like sexual desire but that is present in that in that realm but where if like a guy to guy or girl to girl that just doesn't exist like you're literally just there to talk and be friends
0: theoretically unless you're bisexual yeah. or yeah you know. yeah and
2: that part made me reflect a lot too and it's just like okay like what were my intentions even then in the past as well and so something that I'm I'm definitely trying to tap into more. And I really like what he talked about just with how like like it's, it's actually really refreshing just actually hearing someone talk about the positivity of, of masculinity in society and actually seeing like the back history where he talked about after like World War II and how like masculinity became like a like a negative thing and it caused like a society of of these men that just it, yeah of of all that so something that I'm going to dive into more and I, I definitely resonate with a lot. I find it definitely
0: too, reinforced to me that masculinity is very necessary.
2: Totally. I I even find sometimes with uh like very masculine um people in my life that are either like leaders in my life or like role models or like um people of authority in my life that I, I can really, really struggle with those type of relationships a lot sometimes too. And I'm realizing that it roots a lot with that as well.
0: How so? um same
2: thing like I I see like that like almost like the the assertiveness and the like almost anger is where I kind of see it with sometimes which it's I'm realizing now that it's really not anger or like whatever it's just like assertiveness and just being like just do what you're going to do and be firm of who you are and what you're going to do and just seeing like having like almost like resentment towards it of like that's not how you should act like you should be softer you should be more understanding more caring
0: hmm. yeah it's almost like you you see like this they have this power to them but you were negatively framing it before
2: totally yeah i get you
0: okay no that makes sense yeah it's interesting to think about for sure and i i think i i fell prey to that as well Um, for sure. When I see certain guys acting certain ways and I wouldn't realize that it was just somewhat masculine behavior, like they just knew what they wanted and they were firm in their ways and it wasn't necessarily toxic masculinity. I think there is like, um, it can be hard to see the difference between the two because there's definitely an area of gray. It's not always black and white.
2: Totally. 100%. That's why a book like this exists?
0: Yep. Yeah. So I learned a lot from it. So, um, yeah, I'm super happy that we had that conversation and that you guys recommended that book. Cause uh, uh,
2: I've not finished it yet, but I feel like the conclusion I'm drawing from it, because he said one part where he's like, I got, I got to find it again. But he basically calls out and says that like, this is something that every guy will, will go through. Like you, in some form or a way you, you, you face some type of abandonment when you're a kid, no matter, what your situation is like, that's just a natural part of life, the degree to which like, if you want to use the word trauma or the uncomfortableness, whatever. So I I think it's a cool book because it, it relates, it can relate to anyone. Like he goes through such a a wide net and range of topics in there that it's
0: just like, I think that there's a lot of people out there that have had a really good, like cushy life that probably in the mixture of that, there's some like mental health problems or, um, some issues hidden under, under the layers that they're just not aware of. Cause they haven't spent the time to like peel those back and take a look. Um, cause I think in some form, we all have something that we've kind of just closed the door on and pretend it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like it's in the closet and you're like, I'm just not going to deal with that.
2: I think too, like, that's how like we're designed. Life is meant to be work. And just like anything, like if you just leave a car sitting in the field, not thinking about it or changing its oil or do whatever, eventually it it won't run. The battery's going to die whatever, right? Tires are going to go flat. I think it's the same thing, with, like us and our brains and our past and like where we're at. Just If you just, so I think like, because I listened to the episode that I missed there last week when you were talking about that there too, Max, about wanting to like know if you should find like the root of everything. And I think even just saying that, like life is just a constant working to understand and develop and get better at.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do think that past work is um, maybe not a critical step, but I think I, I agree with his statement where it can be useful um, if you're trying to figure out a better path forward. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, Max, <laughs> I hope we've answered your question. <laughs>
2: and you found this book too. Hey, dude. What? Who found the book? Was it Brady? Brady. Brady did it. Yeah. Bro, yeah. how'd you- Okay. How'd you find it?
1: Um, <laughs> someone told me all men should read that book, so I read it. It. Someone.
0: Sweet. Random person. A random person like you are just walking down the street, some guy grabbed you and said, "Brady, you need to read this."
3: Dude, there's a very interesting demographic in Kelowna. Let's just say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm Not gonna lie, I believe it.
1: This is like I like you know, like those book recommendation lists by by like tons of people, like like all entrepreneurs, top entrepreneurs have them, all that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. He watched okay. it on YouTube, that's why he's not saying it.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always have in a book recommendation list of like highly successful individuals.
2: Well, good shit. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, it was,
0: it's, been, uh, it's been good for sure. I do think if we find more books like this, we should definitely share them and discuss them because I was so pumped to come and have this chat because I had fucking notes and I was like, yes, this is going to be good. <laughs> I learned shit about myself and I want to share it. It was fucking, it was very eye-opening. It was It was kind of cool too to just like, go over to Megan and be like hey you remember how like this is how I would behave and she'd be like yeah I'd be like that has nothing to do with you here's what I've discovered and she was just like this is fucking awesome because like she would think like you know like some like there would be times where she'd be like are you just like mad at me and I'd be like no I'm fucking I'm fine but it's like I came home in this like defensive alarmed state and I have this aura and presence about me and she'd think like she did something wrong and now it's like she understands the narrative of like this has nothing to do with you. It came from here. And like, now you know it and I know it. So if this happens moving forward, it's actually easier for her because she can be like, oh, this is just like habitual, like past trauma that he now needs to work through. So like now it's on me to go and change that and fix that so we can remove it. But it definitely makes that process a hell of a lot easier. Mm hmm. I think I might even have given that example last week where I said like, it's like, if you bury a bunch of stuff in the backyard, that might be fine while you're on your own. But then as soon as you have a family and they're living in that same house with you, you know, they might want to go in the backyard and they might be like, Hey, what the fuck is like this pile of shit back here? <laughs> and you gotta be like, I don't know. I just been living with it. So <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that's dope. I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that shit. How is everybody doing? How is we? It feels weird because it's like mid fucking hey, midweek, yeah. um, freaking Wednesday. But
3: uh, uh, I happy belated Thanksgiving and happy belated birthday to Brady.
0: Yes, happy belated birthday to Brady. What are you twenty two? Seven. Yeah, twenty five now. He's twenty four. <laughs> Fuck, I was up to lunch. Twenty two. I don't know. It's because he looks so young. Yeah. 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 It looks
3: young, and then underneath is just packed with wisdom.
2: So Daniel, would you come for uh, another hockey game?
0: Oh, yes, that was much fun. Yeah, we went to um, Oilers preseason game went and watched them destroy the Kraken. It was fucking awesome. It was so good. And uh, big thanks to Sherwin Williams for taking us out. I had was- a lot of fun. It's
4: that fun. That's my mic. muted this whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. What you're trying to talk? Uh, I saw you. I was kind of laughing. I was like, "Damn." Man.
4: I was like, kind of adding a little, like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I have myself muted when I Daniel he, I
3: he unmuted like... himself. Can you mute him again, please? Yeah, I got this. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> no, I, I
4: asked a couple of questions. You guys just kept going. I was like, "Fuck, all right." Like at the very end like
3: of the like <laughs> at the very end of the call and mutes himself. You know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs>
0: that's so funny crazy yeah no you're definitely muted i thought you did that on purpose i was gonna
4: well i did to blow like i'd blow my nose i didn't want to really do that on the recording so just forgot to undo the button after but i was asking brady uh what he got up to for for his birthday Uh, um
1: was sick had breakfast breakfast with my family and trail me and kyle went on a 6 a.m hike nice
4: awesome to trail sorry intro
1: yeah saw the whole town then we drove back to Kelowna uh John Max and myself had a team meeting for two hours and then we Trisha made such good food like like dude so much food was insane it was so good um then Max got me an ice cream and Dairy king birthday cake at best and then we all went and smoked cigars
3: Oh, and you skipped the whole the the card game we played.
1: Yeah, I haven't played a card game yet.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: (laughs) Sounds like
0: Max was very pumped about this card game. What is this card game? (laughs) No, it was just a. Oh, you
1: remember the werewolf game, Zach? Yeah, yeah, it's like that.
2: Basically, there's like uh, there's
1: that we played at the weekly call trip.
2: Yeah, werewolf. That's a sick. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like that, but you're just like with with like Merlin and like demons and like. Stuff
2: like that. Okay. Those are swordering cuts
1: kind
2: of it.
4: Yeah. 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 Those ones are fun. I like they, they're very strategic. I I'm evidently not very good at them, but I enjoy playing them. <laughs> On both
0: rounds. I recently acquired Yahtzee and played that with my family. <laughs> that that game slaps. It's a good. One. It's it's so loud though, because they'd be like Shaker Cup and then Mason's just like
4: what do you mean you acquired it? Don't you just need two dice?
0: no you need five dice and you need the score pads man come on
2: i got a challenge for you daniel okay so what you got to do with your little cup and dice is stack them you have to take it shake it around stir it up and you have to in whichever fashion you weigh perfectly stack all the dice up
0: and then to remove the cup dude there's no fucking way no dude there's videos
3: of people stacking dice it's sick get the fuck guys
0: how much time do you fucking have like what well it (laughs) takes 30 seconds if you get the
4: first try you just
2: gotta fucking the call go home i want to know how long it takes you to figure it out i'm
0: not gonna do it i'm gonna be totally honest with you i don't have fucking time for that
3: (laughs) it's actually super easy uh, you're looking at the 2015
2: (laughs) stacked champion over here (laughs) yeah skylar's like you see all these trophies back here You should be doing 20 dice at once. Let's go. Dude,
0: I, no, I'm not going to do that. But fucking cool <laughs> that it can be done.
2: Well, now you know. I'll
0: show you one day.
1: Well, another thing that happened this weekend was uh, Max and I and all the other guys went to watch um, kickboxing tournament,
2: some fights. Mm-hmm. Sweet.
4: Oh, yeah. Did Marcus fight in that?
1: Yeah. yeah. Two of our friends, Marcus and uh, Ricky, her barber.
4: <laughs> That's How- awesome. How'd they do?
1: Ricky won. Ricky actually destroyed the guy. Pretty crazy. Um Marcus, he lost a total fight. I would say he won round one, but then two round two and three, the cardio just wasn't there, and then and then yeah. How long, How long has he been fighting for? Four months, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the guy's been fighting fresh. For, I think two years, three years, so pretty mm. crazy. But yeah, good oh. fun. How long are the rounds? Uh, three rounds of two minutes.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
3: <laughs> and you're on a stage with like hundreds of people looking at you. <laughs> like that's, that's
0: irrelevant. Yeah. You, you don't think about that. No, no, you do. <laughs> this, this is just practice, baby. <laughs> How many
4: people were, were there?
0: I think 500 around.
4: Damn, really? No, Dude, that's sick.
0: awesome. Huh. That's pretty dope. I don't think I've ever actually watched a fight in person, so.
1: It's just a different level, man. Like, the energy is just ridiculous. Plus, if you know the person. She yeah. Ringside? I, mean, I was getting, like, pissed off. I was
4: like, no! What the fuck? I don't, like, jump
1: in
0: there. <laughs> what the hell, ref? <laughs> Are your like, fucking eyes open?
2: Like, Jordan Nightingale in Mexico?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah what? Know. At, um...
4: Mandela? <laughs> like, like
0: Mandela. Was that Mandela? I'm pretty sure it was Mandela, right? I think yeah, Mandela. Yeah,
4: yeah. it wasn't a kickboxing fight, Brady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, was, I think uh... they did.
4: What was it? It was like the bikini contest. Yes, it was
0: a bikini, and they
4: like were all lined up, and we're on the sidelines, like just fucking giving airs. No like,
3: way! You just compared a bikini contest yeah. to
4: fights. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I did not toss. <laughs> no, a sorry, I, I targeted Zach
3: there. I was just frustrated. <laughs> Whoever brought that up, you. <laughs>
2: That's competition. Crazy. all the student were was losing their minds yeah, it was pretty wild actually Nav was there I guess
3: <laughs> we're like yeah we almost watched our friend die this weekend you're like
0: yeah that's like when they had that bikini contest <laughs> <laughs> I think he was referring to the crowd work less not the fight No. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I tried to save you, man. <laughs>
3: oh, I I exactly <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Zach. I wasn't in anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just taking all the heat for it. Um. Yeah. That was Sounds
0: <laughs>
2: again.
0: I had family dinner.
4: I had it's too good. many family dinners, man. I fuck. I feel like it's gonna disgusting. Yeah, we took Boone back, which was a long drive. Of a cat. How's
0: he? How's he doing the car? Does he freak out?
4: No, he's actually he's really good. Well, we do give him a melatonin treat that <laughs> calms him down pretty good. But he slept and like just hung out most of the way. It was really good. And then, yeah, like. I don't know. He, I could tell he's getting a little antsy at, for the last hour or so. Like he just wanted to be out of the car. But
0: was that like a six-hour drive?
4: Yeah, six and a half to seven.
2: Jesus. And I come, come to your house.
4: Sorry.
0: All the family come to your house.
4: All the family come to my house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's saying instead of you go there. Oh, coming. To, yeah, do.
4: Tell me about it. This is why, like,
0: mean. there's a tiny part of me that's like, it'd be dope to just get a recreational pilot's license sack, and then you can just fly there in, like, 45 minutes.
4: But then I'd also have to, like, get a plane.
0: You can just rent them, dude. They're actually, like, not crazy expensive. Like, you can rent a plane for a day, put fuel in it, and like, 500 bucks. Or you could just, I like, mean, buy I... tickets. Yeah, or you could just yeah, buy a ticket. You <laughs> think
4: there's flights from Lethbridge to Whitecourt? Right? Yeah, no.
0: That's why I was like private recreational would be better. Then there's not use... even
4: flights to Whitecourt at all. Yeah. Is there a landing strip in Whitecourt though? There oh, is yeah. technically an airport, but it's like it's I don't think it's doing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it gets used very often, if at all. Like it's very select that's flights.
2: Amazing, Zach.
4: You should you should do that. I was gonna Michael to come scoop me. Where <laughs> is is at?
2: Yeah. Can he, he said
4: fly?
2: He, he said
4: he wants a mm. yeah, he's a pilot. Michael he flies actually... planes for a living, man. Dude, got a he what? called me the other day and okay. we were chatting, and he's you know, he, he's like one of the our biggest pod listeners. And shout out Michael. He, yeah, <laughs> and he's like he's like, Yeah, I I want a royalty for my for my name usage.
2: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Michael, we don't even got and he, money. Wasn't he man. To us about doing the intro? Sorry, wasn't he talking to us about doing our intro? <laughs> I think we were going to talk to him about it. Yeah, sure. we
0: went through a brief because uh, he sent us that recording, and it was what so it- good. Yeah. Was
4: oh so fuck! Fun. I forgot about that. That was dude. How can you forget about ever.
0: that recording? It was so good. He's like, "This is some smooth, easy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it <was> so chills." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, it was so good."
4: Did he send that to you, Max?
0: I'm pretty sure he sent it to Max. Yeah. yeah I was to yeah. Max, and then I'll Max sent it to us. Software. It was. It was. Yeah,
4: good time. I, I told him when we do get our, you know, five cent checks, I'll send him, send him a penny to the.
0: There you go. <laughs> For his troubles. There you go.
3: It's not coming out of my penny and we're fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I was like, if we get five cents, man. Yeah. Someone's someone's losing a penny. I, I have a
3: household getting... to feed, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, a household of one? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're getting many <laughs> And it's a hungry anymore. household, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Steaks ain't cheap, man. Oh my gosh.
4: Yeah. I... This is sorry, this is kind of a side note, but in the uh like the above men group chat, one of the guys, like Sasha from Out East, he sent a video of him. He bought fifteen hundred dollars of in steaks and he's just like firing them into his into his freezer. They had like a I guess his supply that he gets a steak from had like a massive sale and he just bought like a absolute truckload of steaks it's going to last him like a year it's insane
0: that's pretty dope yeah i recently figured out i can get my steaks delivered if i want so that's fucking sweet
2: i saw you on a little ad for for cam there Mm -hmm. i uh yeah i i um i re-downloaded instagram to see if i've i've missed anything for about five minutes and then deleted it and you're you popped up on an ad let's go
4: yeah well, I just answer some questions for him
0: how has your experience been i know that we talked about it briefly um i'd be curious to know like how have you felt physically how are you in the gym how's your energy levels
2: look at him he's glowing <laughs> no
4: it's been it's been great so far i mean over thanksgiving weekend definitely noticed the effects of eating poorly Cause I, you know, I went home, I intentionally ate, you know, everything. I had all the desserts and everything just cause I wanted to enjoy the weekend, but I felt hungover because I, I was eating so, so bad. So it just really realized how much the food truly affects me. So that was a pretty good rela- realization. And then we've started focusing more on my fitness now, you know, with actually like working out and such. So he's got me on a few different workouts to start to kind of get my baselines of where I'm at strength wise. So just doing a lot of compounds, compound movements right now and just kind of hitting all the muscle groups just so we can get some, get some points to, to build off of. And then we're going to move into some more specialized stuff. And so that's been really nice. Been able to get more workouts in lately.
3: How's the number been?
4: It's been good. Um I mean, I don't want to say like it's been super difficult, but definitely the one, you know, one thing that I found really interesting that was the, it was, it was really weird when I went back to white court, just being in like my room and my bathroom it was almost like a trigger zone. If that makes any sense, like
3: <laughs> that's like this where I discovered myself as a child. <laughs> I mean, can you know understand I mean? like, that. No,
4: like the fair. environment. Yeah. Is like, I was like, oh, I like, got. It's just like.
1: Rochelle, I'm going to need you to come to the, the bathroom there. with me.
4: <laughs>
3: no closed <Yeah>. doors. <laughs>
4: no, I just got. Yeah, I got to keep the doors open. Yeah, it was. No, that's that's been good. Um, how's, the,
3: how's your sex life been like since
4: eliminating porn? Much better. Yeah, I can you say that.
0: I found that yeah. too. Yeah. Just for, and the for sex that ton you ton do have reasons. is like so much better. Like, cause you're not, oh, you don't yeah. have like the, um, it was also, oh, if that was the other thing I was going to talk about from the book. Uh, cause he talked about, um, like how, when you do watch porn and then you like have sex with somebody else, you're like, um, what was it that he said you're attached to the body parts? No, that wasn't quite it. But it was basically like you fall in love with the body parts Mm -hmm. of a woman and not necessarily the woman herself. Um, And then he was talking about like how um, men would fantasize about other things that they had watched on porn while they're having sex with their partner, which is two things I had no idea that like were subconsciously happening. And I was just like, holy shit, like it's it is super rewarding when you stop doing that that like then all of a sudden the sex becomes like you're more engaged and i found that it lasts longer and it's more pleasurable for me and her and it's just it makes a lot of uh a, a big difference
4: yeah yeah i, I t- totally agree it's uh it's it's yeah it's much more intimate and just a you know, better connection also better just for the, for the brain right like not having that you know cheap dopamine and constant stimulation that way it's been good that good for all that has rochelle um,
3: noticed the, any kind of difference
4: i mean i'd hope so <laughs>
3: <laughs> like has, has she expressed anything to you about it
4: yeah like not you know specifically saying that but yeah we've had some, some pretty good interactions the last in the last little while we've had some good good sessions i'd say um, <laughs> some good sessions oh, you yeah. <laughs> know sorry to, to kind of tie back to the last thing about uh working with cam he we he has this thing within the program it's called above OS so it's uh, kind of like a operating system like a life operating system um for kind of systemizing your your life which is something that I find a lot of importance with so, kind of what it is is it's to like a to do your all your to do lists and like your notes and your learnings and your calendars and your reminders like all that stuff kind of in one centralized area, and it's like you know very organized and and whatnot which I'm super excited for. We're kind of just he's launching it now, so we're kind of just learning about it. Um, but on top of like all like the, the nutrition and fitness stuff, that's something that I'm super excited for because. That kind of ties more into the, the mind and and keeping a clear clear level head with everything organized in one spot. So that's one of the things I'm most excited for within the program. Obviously, the fitness and nutrition is you know pretty key, but that one I've been I've been pumped for a while.
0: No, it's dope.
4: Yeah, definitely would. I mean. Like I think the the four of you are pretty pretty competent in a lot of those areas, but it's it's definitely something I'd recommend to to anyone who's looking to to better themselves in those areas. like I I think that, like I said, like all four of you guys are are very good in in most of those areas, but i I do think that um, everyone would have something to to take away from it for sure.
0: Yeah, I did really enjoy having him on the pod. It was uh, very good. I learned learned a lot and applied a lot of those things into my life. So,
4: yeah, we should have him on in the future again, like next year or something. You know, kind of a year apart, see what's see what's changed.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I would be open yeah. to it. I I actually am open to like having a lot more, possibly more guests on the podcast because i do think that of the few people that we have interviewed i've learned a tremendous amount from those interviews and it has made a difference in my life and impacted me
4: yeah we've yeah we've had some pretty banging people on so far Mm -hmm. so i still want to keep
0: that caliber of people but like i definitely think that there's there's value there for sure
4: agreed i hate to be be that guy but i do have to <laughs> have to hop off here, boys.
0: Bye, Zach.
4: Have a fantastic rest of your call.
3: Go and... spend
0: time with your lovely lady. Tell her the boys right, say we'll hi. We'll go do... Have some good sex for us tonight, Zach. <laughs> Bang it out. I want to see whoop stats. I will do that. You guys will see some wrestling in
4: the
2: a quick wrestle. <laughs> All right, boys, have a good night. Bye. See ya. Yeah. Taking off two boys. Go watch your sound. Okay, see ya, Skylar yeah okay weeks. i'm also heading out I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like shit short call i guess okay. we had the pre-call preamble where we had to figure everything out and i realized i booked the wrong flights so that's fun mm-hmm. i'm actually so glad though because it would have sucked if we had been there and everyone's like yeah we're all leaving and i'm like oh shit my plane leaves tomorrow because i'm homeless tonight yeah that's uh that would be weird i don't know i don't i don't want to figure that out so I'll, I'll sort that out tomorrow that's a uh tomorrow daniel problem i'm it's been a fucking long day it's weird doing this on a wednesday i had a, a grind of a week already this week and i'm just like my brain was half off i was like leading up to the call i was like i gotta get pumped up like it's like fuck it's yeah what is it um, reps for rest i see that on cam's page all the time and it works it does works yeah, my strain today is at nineteen. It's fucking ridiculous. 19, bro. Yeah. yeah, but I I beat my ten k time, so I was pretty happy about that. That's what fucking saying. Yeah, I was ripping. I was ripping. I was like pouring sweat when I was done. I was fucking bagged, but still did my workout. So I was like, let's go. It's uh, I got seven days to train because I got to stop next Wednesday. I need two days of recovery before mm-hmm. the race. So. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. I think it'll be a good challenge. I haven't done the 21 yet, so it's going to be interesting. I'm confident that I can do it, but the question is, like, how good can I do it? So I'm trying to aim for under two and a half hours, which I think is a reasonable time. Is your business on pause right now, then? No, I painted shit yesterday. Oh, okay. So you yeah, so like just calling leads, booking
1: quotes, and painting?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. I'm just looking for little jobs that I know I can bang out in a day or two and then just go and do the quote, book them, and go paint them. Um, I did doors yesterday it was pretty sweet really nice couple they were they're very sweet they <laughs> offered to have lunch with me but I was doing like exterior doors and yeah. I wanted to make sure we could close the doors <laughs> so I was just like I'm just gonna keep going so I just powered through the day and and uh painted the doors for them and turned out really nice they were super happy left me a five-star review so I was like fuck yeah you
1: have any employees or just you
0: just me just good old Dan hanging out which is um it's all right honestly it kind of works right now considering like i have spartan race next week phoenix a week after that and then two weeks later i'm going to mexico for two weeks so it's like i'm just kind of given my schedule and stuff it'd be really weird to bring on an employee right now because i don't know how i would structure that in so
1: yeah do you know what changes you're gonna make next year yeah
0: um, I think I've been working on some stuff here. Let me see if I can find my notes, because I have been working on some stuff. I have a meeting with Corey and Jordan. Um, next week we're gonna start planning for next year and things to do. Um, wow, I've put a bunch of shit in here already. So let's see. So SEOs uh, are gonna be done on the fly instead of in chunks. So. I'm just gonna literally every project photos go in, SEOs get made, they get sent out. So they're just like a constant stream. Um, Gonna try and either recruit someone or have Megan do part-time office work to get me out of office related tasks, like receipts, paint GST, ITC uh, receipts from those. Um, I'm actually thinking that outsourcing the SEOs would be a good call as well, just cause like that would cut down some time for me. Um, these are all things that I want to eventually build into the production manager role, but that's like way down the road. Um, when that time comes, cause one of the things I realized is like, I was trying to operate a business at a level that I just wasn't at and I need to get there first to then create these things instead of like creating them and having no way of actually implementing them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not taking off every Sunday, which I think I already talked about, so I'm not going to do every Sunday, but instead I'm going to do one weekend per month where I do a personal or family thing. Um, so that'll either be like Spartan races or taking my family somewhere, doing something like that, spending a weekend camping, whatever. And I want to do it a minimum of once per month. Cause I did not like literally from like January to like August, I just took my Sundays off and I did nothing else. And I just worked like nonstop. And I think that really had a effect on my mental fortitude and just kind of the way that I was thinking and approaching things. I wasn't necessarily having uh, a recharge or something to look forward to with the exception of I did Spartan race in July and that like I did that and I was so pumped after and I was like, fuck, I need to be doing more of this. So just instead of doing that every Sunday, I'm just going to try and aim for one week in a month and I'm going to pre-plan them all in January. Like here's the weekends that I'm going to do because that way it'll force me to structure it in and make sure that it gets done. Um, so being more intentional with my scheduling as well is something that I have in here, um, trying to have a crew hangout at least once per month where, you know, we'll do like something inexpensive, like going out for like wings or something like that, like a wing Wednesday where like it's relatively inexpensive for me as a business owner, but it would really help boost morale. Um, and then one of the feedback that I got from, uh, some of the employees was when I did, uh, I would do like hangout nights, um, but I would also incorporate some form of trivia that was related to painting. So I would be like, you know, like how do you paint like this thing? And then like the person that answered, I'd give them like a small prize or like I'd show my plan is to like get some pictures of stuff that's been done wrong. And then hold it up and see who can tell me what's wrong with the photo. Just like shit like that. So that it's also helping us build as a business and as like build our skill levels. But it's also like fun kind of way for us to like hang out and like blow off some steam and get a little bit better. So that was an idea that I had. Um, And I wanted to do that like once a month as well. Because I did that really well in my second year. I didn't do that so well this year there wasn't a ton of crew, crew hangouts. And like, I took everyone to the racetrack and the feedback from that was really good. Everyone really enjoyed that. So I'm like, okay, I got to find ways to incorporate these uh, inexpensive events where we get to all hang out, just build camaraderie and share it. And then it's also good for me because it's a chance for me to like blow off some steam and do that as well. Um, Planning crews better. So at least two roof racks exist, not including my own. So a goal uh, for, for me as well as to have at least two other roof racks within my business, not including my own, uh, that way if things need to be transported and stuff, cause I realized I spent a tremendous amount of time, like even going to like closed job sites where the clients were happy and everything was good. Um, like just cause I had to pick up ladders and shit like that. So I want to try and remove that as well, which I mean, I, I understand that that's probably something I should have done a while ago and I did have that last year and it was amazing and I just didn't really implement it this year so that's something that I want to change not doing final walkthroughs anymore Uh, painters will do the final walkthroughs and then I'll collect the payment just again time saving Um, and then focusing on input goals and not revenue goals so I have pretty sure I've figured out my revenue goal for next year but I'm literally not going to put, like, I'm going to break it down, figure out what the inputs are. I'm going to add a 30% buffer to those inputs. Cause that was the other mistake I made this year where I didn't add a buffer for like, like um, I don't know what the word is, but it's like an a, a area of error effectively. Like I was just like, these are the inputs that I need to do. And then when I did those and it didn't work, I was just like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? So I want to add a bit of a buffer to that. Um, And then just focus on strictly inputs. So like, here's the amount of leads I need to be generating. Here's the amount of quotes I need to be doing. And like, know that if I do that with that buffer, I should get to where I want to go. And also be a little bit quicker to change plans when I realize that they're not taking me down the path that I want to get down. Because that was another issue that I had this year where I waited too long to make changes because I was confident in the data. And I wasn't actually pivoting when I needed to pivot.
1: What is your revenue number or like
0: about like an idea or if you don't want to say it's all good. I'm going to keep that to myself for now. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I talk to Corey and Jordan because one of the things that we're looking at is based off of like the amount of money that I came out of this year with what's actually attainable. That was another thing that I kind of fucked up on is I set this really high revenue goal with a very limited budget. And it's like to achieve this high revenue goal, you're going to need to spend that money. And I just didn't have those funds uh, necessarily accessible. So it wasn't able to just like pump the amount of revenue into it. And that was actually something that John pointed out to me. We had a really good conversation um, and he was like, okay, well, like, what was your goal? And then he just like broke it down for me and was like, you were like, way underestimating what you actually needed to put in to get there like financially and i was just like oh that makes a lot of fucking sense so um that's one of the things that i want to break down on based off of like how much i need to survive over the winter how much savings i have and like the goal that i can actually ab- obtain given those metrics so what are you doing right now to prepare for next year Uh a lot of self-development a lot of um putting things together. So one of the things I want to do is send out some holiday cards to clients, uh, just reaching out to them, thanking them and like seeing if there's anything that they might need in the future. Uh, So that's something I'm working on, working on helping with like my SEOs, getting all that kind of stuff out to Corey, which isn't going to get implemented until January when the brand camp kind of takes over. um, Because I got rid of you're aware of this, right, Brady? Yeah, I all this stuff. Yeah, Yeah, okay, yeah. So all that, like, all that's going live in January. So I'm just trying to prepare for that as well. Um, Reach out to some past clients, and then just making sure that I try and keep a steady pace of work and just like brand awareness out there in the wild. um, So it's not like I have to restart effectively. Like trying to keep us top of mind as well will help. And then yeah, like I say, lots of lots of personal development in the last little while. Just a lot of like reading, reflecting, a lot of journaling, like even the last book that No More Mr. Nice Guy going through that was eye opening for me. Um, I've also been kind of doing a deep dive on some just really random shit. Like, I don't know if you guys have listened to um or read the real, Ant- excuse me, the real Anthony Fauci. That book is a fucking mind fuck. It's it's just like my brain, like I have to like literally keep stopping and like going back to it. Cause it's just, it's too much for me to handle. Um, but yeah, just trying to work on making myself smarter because I realized how, I don't want to say dumb, but just how unprepared that I actually was for the business that I wanted and just realizing that like, there's a whole other level that I need to get myself to if I'm ever going to get there. Um, and kind of just taking myself to war a little bit because I realized that, my life had gotten not too good, but it had gotten easy. And like, we all know that easy times make soft men. And so I need to kind of create some hardness in my life, whether that's challenging myself more at the gym or challenging myself more mentally or whatever the case might be to create a little bit more tenacity and and help myself level up. So I think I definitely taken, not necessarily a step back, but I think I sat down in my chair a little bit would you say you're, you're a
1: self-reflective person
0: at times i don't i don't think i would label myself as that i think i i have moments where and usually there's some sort of external factor that causes me to do that where it's like i have to then like like my life is behaving in a certain way and this is the environment i'm in and i don't like it and then it causes me to to do that self-reflection and make those changes if that makes sense um you wait so, for problems to happen before you're self-reflective. Exactly. So that's the thing that I'm trying you're to be reactive, on. not proactive. Exactly. Exactly. So but that's you're on that. that's yeah, exactly. That's Thank part you. of the process right now where it's like, okay, let's let's understand that that's part of my operating system and let's find a way to change that moving forward.
1: Yeah. That's a hard thing to learn. Um, it is.
0: I thought it would be like whatever, like just flip a switch, but it's not quite the case. And these are again habitual subconscious things that you do that if you do them over a prolonged period of time, they just become your human nature. And so it's really difficult to change some of these things that are very deeply ingrained.
1: Would you you say you're uh, fairly disciplined right now
0: and keep your word? Um, In this moment? Yes. I've been working on that quite hard like even i'll be like you know i'm going to the gym these days and i'll tell megan and like if she doesn't see me getting up in the morning to like go to the gym she's like hey you going to the gym today like she doesn't like you know what i mean she doesn't like tell me to go to the gym but she'll just like poke the bear and i'm like fucking right so i'm going to the gym (laughs) Like get out the door right um so i'm finding like scheduling things is working really well um and just being a little bit more intentional with how i i behave um in certain aspects for sure and then working on my meditations again a little bit more uh, because that's something that I kind of fell off of. And that's, that I think helps with self-reflection because you're patient and calm in times of emotion and you're able to then go through and decipher or decipher it. Um,
1: You have a fear that you may not put in the effort next year to achieve the results you want?
0: 100%. How are you going to get rid of that fear? That is a question I don't have the answer to. But that's part of the the process. That's why we're going to sit down. Like, it's funny because I actually, I had my weekly call with Corey and I just was like, you know, he was kind of asking me like how the thing's going. And I was like, can I just be like brutally honest? And he was like, yeah, like, that'd be great. I was just like, I fucking hate this. Like, I am just like, not happy. I'm struggling. I don't know how to fix my mindset. I don't know what to do with my business. Like, I was like, I just feel like I've kind of just like hit the wall of what I'm capable of as a human being. Like, I just don't, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I kind of need some help. And he was just like, this is awesome like we can work with this because you know what was happening and i learned that also from Miss More mr nice guy was that i wasn't being honest with people about my feelings and then i was getting upset that things weren't going my way because i wasn't expressing the fact that like i'm struggling i'm having issues because i didn't want people to like there was a part of me that thought that that was weakness and i've realized that that actually might be my greatest strength is because i'm able to work really hard when i know i'm going through those moments but I definitely need a pathway. So if I'm able to express that to somebody and they're able to help me build a pathway, I think I'll be much better off for it versus keeping it to myself and trying to make my own pathway and not having a fucking clue what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. What's your call with them?
0: Next week. I believe it's on Monday. Yeah. 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 So that should be... Should be good. It should be illuminating and hopefully be able to sort through some of these things because I do have a a list of questions and stuff that I kind of want to work on. And yeah, definitely start to build a plan for next year so I can kind of come out of the gate running and then also trying to just... um, enjoy myself a little bit. I'm very excited for, you know, Spartan race that that's always really good for me because it's a physical and mental challenge. And when I, every time I beat one of them, I just realize like how capable I am as an individual. Um, and that definitely helps strengthen my resolve a little bit. Um, and then like, I'm super excited for the, the Patreon retreat, just like go hang out with a bunch of like-minded people. I think I can, you know, obtain some knowledge from that. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks in Mexico with the family will be, a good way to just kind of reset, refresh, relax a little bit, and then come back swinging. So,
1: yeah, sweet. And that will be good with Coin next week. See how that goes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be, awesome. uh,
1: super good for you, man.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be important, and it's it's weird because yeah. like I I felt in a weird way like I was letting them down and letting the franchise down. Like I just I was like I felt like I wasn't holding up my end of the deal, but like. Oh.
1: Well, they're there to help, like talk with Jessica. Like the only thing I understand is like, I was, I called Jessica more than double of her second most called person. Yeah. And well, that, that was, was the same
0: thing with me in my first two years. I called Connor so much, like all the fucking time. And somewhere between second and third year, my brain thought like I got this figured out and I just like stopped doing those things. And mm-hmm. that was like that call that we had two weeks ago where I was like, yeah, I just stopped doing some of those things that were working and it's like, no wonder shit's not working. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. How you doing, Max? What was that? How you doing? <laughs> doing good, just listening.
0: He's absorbing. Same <laughs> yeah. so any, yeah. any stuff on your end, Max?
1: Any what on my end? Interesting stuff. Any new stuff? Any learning new things Anything you want to discuss, talk about?
3: let me see definitely a lot of new things um i learned that um I thought I was being hard on myself, but to go where I want to go, I need to be a lot harder on myself than I was before, Um, and just be much more critical, and um, need to be a lot more present and a lot more intentional with every single task in my life, Um, and then... And then we've been exploring the whole thing of, um, of me needing to increase my volume. But I more or less took that as I need to not be technical and just do more volume. Um, whereas what needs to be done is I need to increase volume on certain things that matter in my life.
0: when you say you need to be harder on yourself, like in what, uh, like what ways?
3: Like every single way, like everything I'm doing, I just need to need to be more critical of how I can improve more. Um, if, am I actually doing the things that would deserve the success that I want? Um, yeah, just being a lot more critical, not letting Mm -hmm. things slide.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. That was one of the realizations that I had. That's why I was asking you because I was curious because, yeah, that that goes back to that thing where like I realized that I wasn't quite the individual that I need to be to have the business that I want and I need to figure out how to become that individual first and then we'll be able to get that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah, I do think
0: sometimes happened. people get lucky, right? Like they just like luck their way into that spot, but they're like a total piece of shit. <laughs> and then, and then everything comes crashing down. And I don't want that. Like it's a house of cards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that to happen.
3: Yeah, definitely not sustainable. Um, yeah. Yeah. John and I, a while ago now had a conversation about the best way to, um, to achieve success in life is to deserve it um which sounds pretty straightforward but <laughs> um yeah yeah it's it's not even that like i need to be a little bit better i just need to like basically right now on a weekly basis um john just tears me apart with like blind spots i didn't even know i had and it's just the best thing ever because yeah it's yeah lots of lots of learning lots of improvement
0: it's so nice to have a mentor for that reason it is think,
3: yeah. especially with John because it's not just like it's not just like he's achieved something in business that I want to achieve um like mindset wise I want to achieve similar things relationship wise I want to achieve similar things so there's a lot of things. And it, um and I were kind of briefly chatting about this about how like the whole thing of like how you do one thing and how you is how you do everything really comes into play where literally everything ties together like the way you run a business is the same way you date the same way uh you do that is um how you play board games like there's so many different things and so many different strategies in life that just tie into everything um Fuck, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying right before that?
0: Uh, then you realize that how you do one thing is how you do everything.
3: Oh, mentor. Um, um yes. Yes, yeah. Yes, that
0: mentorship. Y-
3: yeah, so yeah, super super fortunate to have uh, a man like Brady and John around me and all the other people I have in my life. So yeah, it, it feels like it's always a lot of improvement to be done and I think it's super important for everybody to surround themselves with people that whose life they actually want.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. One of the things I actually realized about John is if he's being critical of you, it's out of love. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, once you wrap your head around that, everything that he says to you that he, you know, like he's like, you should correct like these things. You're just like, that's like actually like kind of his love language, which is, really bizarre i think some people just don't understand that um and it finally like clicked for me when i was talking i think it was like three weeks ago i was talking to him and i was just like oh like you're doing this because you care about me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's like it's very interesting yeah Yeah, i
3: think it's it's 100 a a very good like fresh perspective than like what we see a lot of the time um
0: well, well like most of the, the time f- people aren't fucking... willing to be cri- critical of you because no, like... but
3: people are fucking soft, man. Like, I don't yeah, know. It's...
0: Yeah, Well, they're like, oh, like yeah. I care about them. So like, I'll just like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you're making the right choices and everything's good. And I'm just going to support you. But it's like what you actually need sometimes is like hard, critical feedback. And like that can also come from a place of love, which I think is not very commonplace.
3: Not not also. That is a place of love. I think the whole being soft and being, um just supportive and not pointing out point blank where people close here are fucking up that's actually not love that's yeah that's a pretty pretty shitty relationship to have
0: feels good though
3: (laughs) it feels good in the moment i don't know like i i can tell you for like hour hour and a half every wednesday that me and john have my call like i don't necessarily feel good in the moment and the fact that I feel like shit about myself but as soon as I'm off that call my life feels a lot better once I start implementing the improvements when you're <laughs> when someone's being soft like it yeah if maybe it feels good in the moment you don't feel that discomfort but like month two months year later when you realize that you were fucking up and nobody pointed it out to you that's when it feels like shit and it feels a whole lot worse than it does for that brief hour period
0: Well, especially in a year and you're in the same spot, you know what I mean? Like if you haven't moved at all and you're in the same place and you're just like, this sucks and people could have given you critical feedback, but they just supported you and just let you do your thing. That was part of the reason that I, I wanted to clear the air when I kind of just like was super fucking like I stonewalled you basically. And I was just like, Holy shit. Like Max was doing that out of a place of love and I just got real defensive and I'm like, that's not all right. Like, because that, that conversation has actually benefited me a tremendous amount because it opened my eyes and I started looking at shit. And it was like, I already knew this stuff, but I just didn't want anyone to tell me. Why do you feel like shit when you get uh criticized?
3: When I say feel like shit, it's more just discomfort of realizing just how many things. Just how many things that I thought um i had even a slight degree of success in that like that would just wasn't the case in the slightest
0: no but well, why is it a negative feeling do you not feel any like negative feelings or discomfort when somebody's being super critical of you pretty it's oh, it's like more
3: just too finish yeah it's more just like um a mirror being held up to me and me realizing like all the ugliness. Um, and yeah, just, just realizing that that the man I am was not the man that I thought I was. Um, maybe I shouldn't say shitty feeling. Cause I don't know if it's necessarily a shitty feeling. Um, Cause yeah, it, it is nice. It's just, it's definitely uncomfortable in the moment with, with having all those realizations.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. John's probably tore me apart like twice now, like two really insane times. Um, And I get like excited when I tear that apart. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, like, thank you for telling me this. Cause like, now I know what to do to like be better. Mm-hmm. I get like excited. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, thank you. Like, 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 I'm like, damn, like, good to know. It's like, thanks. Yeah. I get like, excited. I don't get
3: any negative thoughts at all. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need like a lot more coaching than you do right now. Cause like
1: <laughs> your guys'
3: calls are like 30 minutes.
0: And, Dude, and it's life. just so
1: neutral. Nice. It's like, how's it going? I was like, good. Yeah. What are you doing?
3: Yeah, yeah. My eyes. <laughs> it's yeah. Awesome. It's such a good. Yeah, we, we just talked about that today. Cause it's funny. Cause yeah, mine are like hour, hour and a half long. And it's like every single week, it's like a new thing <laughs> where I'm sitting there. I was like, no fucking way. How did I not see this? <laughs> Whereas yours is just like a check-in and like you basically coach yourself at this point. So yeah.
1: Yeah. But That's it like takes it. time though, man. It takes time, right? Yeah. It takes a of self-reflection, self-learning But yourself. It takes so much time, man. Like just put in the work. Yeah, it's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually so pumped for how much shit I get to learn over the next, like, six months, year. So excited for the next 52 years. Yeah, dude. It's going to be wild because I'm just like, man, there's there's just so much more. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely like I think I just, I hit like a hill and I plateaued and I I was just like walking around in the field like, oh, I fucking got this figured out. And like, I got a little further and was like, Oh wait, there's a whole mountain that I have to go up. <laughs> yeah. Are you willing to learn? Kind of have to be. And I mean, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Like given like, cause I, I sat down and I was like, okay, well, what are the options? All right. Either yeah. you stop learning right now and you just don't give a fuck and you go get some, I don't know, a little bitch day job or whatever it is. And You just fucking chill and you work your eight to 10 hours a day and you hate your life and you go back to drinking and you sit on your ass and you would have an easy life and it probably would be okay. It would probably work out.
3: Do you think it'd be easy?
0: Oh dude, it'd be so fucking easy. Are you kidding me?
3: Do you think it'd be easy?
0: Easy in terms of, yeah, in the moment. But the thing is like, if you're not trying to achieve anything, it's just always easy. I I know this because I see like my friends that are just doing that and their lives are incredibly easy. They're just like, they get home, they play their fucking video games and they drink and they chill and they don't do anything. And they have no real goals, no progression, nothing that's getting in their way, super chills. But like, I don't want that. So Mm. I would rather make hard choices now and continue making hard choices and continue learning and continue growing and getting better and developing new skills than just like, like if this was it for me, man, I don't know if I could do that.
1: You're not, you would be fulfilled.
0: No, I I get to the, like, cause I don't, I don't want to get to like you guys. I think we've talked about this, but you heard about like the uh the one theory that like you when you die you get up there. And the guy's like, oh, you actually fucked up. You were supposed to do like these 10 things and then yeah. they send you back down with no memory and you got to start again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Host. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, what if that happens? Like, what if you get up there and they just like pull out a fucking, like, I don't know. They just pull out a TV screen. They're like, oh yeah, by the way. So like, you remember when you were like, 10 and you did this yeah you fucked up you weren't supposed to do that uh when you're 18 you did this you fucked up you weren't supposed to do that remember this person that you treated like this well they actually ended up doing this and like killing themselves and they would have created the cure for this if you were doing this like and they just like rip you a fucking new one and then they're like good luck and they just like spartan kick you back off the hill and you go back to earth and you just fucking restart and there's even i think it's one theory that you just relive the same life so you just relive the exact same life in the same time period as you were until you get it right and I'm like, I I don't want to go up there and just like <laughs> just get shit on him and they hit the reset button on you, man. Fuck that. Not interested. Not interested. So I don't know. And if that's not the case, and what if there's there's the other theory that when you die, you just fucking die. Like that's it. It's just like like um, do you guys remember before you were born?
3: Yeah. Hmm. I'm just talking with you. Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah. But I remember yeah.
0: four. Though. I mean, yeah. consciousness to four.
3: <laughs> Brady had a bad memory. I remember everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's like that. When you die, it's just nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, there's nothing. And I'm like, what if that's the other outcome? Like, we don't fucking know. I don't know. So I'm just like, I, like, I just feel like there's so many things that I want to do. And all of those things are on the other side of development and growth. And becoming a better person and gaining more understanding of the world and the people around me. And none of that's gonna come if I just stop. Mm-hmm. Like fuck that, man. I just I I don't know. I I don't I don't think that's for me. So so when I look at it from that lens, I'm willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm and figure some shit out and make hard choices and grind it out and it kind of pumps me up a little bit Mm -hmm. but we'll see i don't know we'll see what fucking happens could just get wrecked (laughs) (laughs) but i'm okay with that i don't know i feel like it's better to try and maybe come out on the other side with a life that was better than you anticipated than to just think that you can't have that life and then never try out of fear or dissuasion or apprehensiveness or whatever. I just feel like it just makes more sense to try a little bit.
1: Yeah. Cause then you'll, you'll die with regrets. That's the worst thing.
0: Yeah. Like that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And I also look at the world that we're in right now and it's just, I just don't think that it makes sense for a lot of people but everybody's kind of just doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, just working a job and just like hoping that somebody else is going to take care of them when they get old because well, most... it's, it's needed. It, it, needed. Is. it, it needed. is. Yeah, for sure. But there is also a need for critical thinking and personal growth and development that I don't think many people are doing. Um, It's quite large lately. It's
1: kind of popping off.
0: It might uh-huh. be because that's what's in your algorithm and your personal circle. I do know. Good call out right now. <laughs> like, I maybe. See, it
1: could be more, right? Yeah. Maybe.
0: Because I have a tendency to look and I try and find that just in every day and like just the reactions and the actions of people around me. And I feel like there's a lot of ignorant, dumb people out there. Yeah. So, yeah no, you, do.
1: you know the statistics of um, the average human being able to bench 225?
0: I don't know how this comes into play, but please enlighten me. No, no, (laughs) fair enough. Yeah, they don't
1: self-improve. They don't go to the gym. They don't work out. It's less than one percent. It's so it's so
0: crazy, dude. I can't bench two twenty-five. So shout out to whoever can. I know exactly,
1: but like eventually, if you keep working out, you 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 should be able to eventually.
0: I might need a spotter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but like, I I might need a spot for that. I might be able to do it if I had a spotter, just out of sheer will.
3: Like. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how like, dude, I can fast do, fast. I can do it halfway down. Dude, that's not a breath. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. D- theory of like how to increase any lift by fifty percent. Don't go all the way down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will
1: maximize your gains in twenty-four hours. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I can do it 100%. halfway
0: down. That's awesome. That was great. No, that's a fair point that's that's a fair point yeah I, agree, I think. dude even sometimes like the people i see in the gym man they are just not they're not pushing themselves like i see the same people i've seen the same people for fucking i don't know eight months i've had my gym membership no i've had it almost a year i've seen the same people there they still look the exact same but when my i watch home. them i watch them work out it's like they're lifting the same weights they're walking they're not running they probably haven't changed their diet haven't looked at any sort of materials in terms of like how do I actually make my body better? I'm like, you may as well just like, kudos for you for at least getting up and going to the gym, but I'm like, there's a whole like another level to it.
1: Yeah, I would um, I would say people get stuck in a like a uh, a self improvement spiral where they think they're improving but they're actually not. Um, I'd classify that with the gym as well. Like, I wouldn't say you're you're like necessarily working out. Get stronger. You're just like doing exercise. You're just there to exercise or maintain. And then, as well as same with reading books, like you could read a thousand books, but if you don't ever use that knowledge or do anything with it, you're just doing okay. it for like, reading a book for just I don't even know what whatever it is. Like I don't
0: even know. Just page scanning for clout. That's all. It yeah.
3: So John and I had a good conversation about that. And oh was, really? So yeah. Was- he said a he's yeah he said a quote that I really loved. Um, It was do random shit get random results. There you go, man.
0: Mm. Damn, yeah. What's yeah. the alternative to that?
3: Be very intentional with the shit you're doing. Have a reason of why you're doing it. Track
0: it. Mm-hmm. and then Okay. And then get, yeah. Okay. Now that checks out.
1: Yeah, man. Track every workout. Mm-hmm. I read, I say, how can I use this in my life?
0: And, I actually really enjoyed reading No More Mr. Nice Guy, knowing that I was going to come here and talk about it because I paid a lot more attention and like, i self-reflected on it i wrote notes and i was like i'm just gonna take this approach to every single book because like i do yeah. take notes and i highlight stuff but i was not thinking nearly as critically as i was reading this last one so i was just like fuck i need to take this exact methodology and apply it moving forward
3: yeah yeah Show for knowledge mm-hmm. um like reading things and learning things for the sake of doing it rather than for being able to actually teach someone and fully understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to apply that. I'm just going to pretend that I'm going to come and talk about every book and then I'll just like take notes and do it exactly this same. You can. You Yeah. I could. Sure, That'll
1: make you actually understand it more and retain more information.
0: That's very true. Yeah. I've been, uh, been on a deep dive lately and it's it's been it's been good it's been good That's what i'm filling a lot of my extra time with with a lot of personal development a lot more reading and i've been working out like a fucking machine (laughs) yeah i've been i've been pushing myself pretty hard actually over the last couple of days so i think it was when they released the map for the spartan race and i started going through it I've done a majority of the obstacles, but there was like four that I'd never seen before. And I like looked them up and I was like, bro, how the fuck am I going to do that? <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm going to push myself way harder in the gym. Cause like, I was like, I don't feel like I'm ready. Mm. Uh, it was, it was very motivating, but I was like, I just need to have that all the time. It's weird. Cause I have like peaks and valleys, you know what I mean? Like, I like super amped up, super pumped. And I'm like super dedicated, very disciplined on my shit. And then like things start getting really good. And I kind of just creep back down the hill and then I'm like, oh shit, something happened. I gotta fucking go back up. It's it's I don't know. It's weird. Do you guys experience peaks and valleys like that? I guess. Um
1: like what exactly like
0: where you're like just really on your shit, like super in the zone, consistent, disciplined, not fucking making any mistakes, doing all the stuff that you need to be doing, very intentional. And then, on the other end of the spectrum, where you're just kind of like floating around a little bit in the ether, think you got it figured out, feel pretty good about yourself, you know, making mistakes and covering them up, maybe not covering them up, and maybe not admitting them to yourself or other people. Yeah, like man, the-
3: I, I promise you, Brady doesn't doesn't experience
0: that. Actually. Yeah, yeah,
1: I,
3: I'd say a little. Really,
1: bit. interesting. Uh, okay, and in, um. It's a, like John and I have noticed it. it's about a like a two or three month cycle.
3: Okay. So it's like, just for example, like, I
1: trip. grinded in like January and February and March. And then like April came and I kind of like chilled for a bit. And John's like, Hey, get back on your shit." I was like, Oh, so go back up. And then I was grinding and then like August came or July or August. And I, no, yeah, I think it was August, August. I like kind of like started getting complacent again. And then he like called me out. He's like, Hey, get back. And I'm like, now I'm like, all right, back on. And now I'm like, now I'm self-aware that it's happened twice. And I'm kind of noticed it. so just not happen again.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, because that's one of the things that I noticed, too, is like I will go clutch for, you know, two or three months, just solid, got my shit figured out. And then Mm -hmm. like there'll be like a month period where I just kind of like taper down. And there's usually like a threshold, like there's a point where I hit where my brain's like shit starting to go wrong or maybe I've said somebody I'm not supposed to do something or whatever the case might be. And then I kind of catch myself and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I start like get back on my shit. And then like it seems to cycle. And I only really noticed it like this year i kind of picked up on it but then i started looking back and i was like it was happening before i just wasn't getting caught with my pants down
3: yeah (laughs) yeah that's john's example of the the bicycle i think i mentioned it a, a month or two ago about how if you're like with your analogy of like going up and down it's like you're riding a bike you go super fast basically you don't even have to pedal and you're just cruising and then you stop pedaling because of that. And the bike slows down to a point where it's like almost at a dead stop. And all of a sudden you're wiggling your wheel, trying to not tip over to one side or the other. And it's so much fucking harder to stay on. And then you realize, Oh, I got to start pedaling again. And you basically start pedaling, get into a good pace. And that's fucking hard. Whereas if you just pedal and don't stop pedaling, no matter how easy or comfortable you feel, Then you're not going to have that point where you feel like you're tipping over and you have to put in that much more effort to stay afloat.
0: Mm -hmm. Fuck, I forgot about that. That slaps. That's good shit. Did you actually talk about this? Fuck, I must have been blind or no, not blind. I don't
3: think I nearly went into as much depth. I I think I might have skimmed past it, but. Yeah, John
1: only just
0: said that like two days ago.
3: No, no, no. Me and him had a conversation like that, like when I was back in Calgary as well.
1: Oh, a while ago. Okay, yeah. Cycles
3: max. What was that?
1: You have cycles. You call it? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had one in a while, but it's definitely like been in my life, and it's definitely something I've been aware of. And yeah, it's especially like um, since John and I had that conversation, I was like, oh fuck, like just doesn't matter how I feel. I I like just can't stop pedaling because. I'm definitely afraid of like what's on the other side if I stop and then have to get myself back to to pedaling. You
1: know where do cycles come from?
3: Yeah. Hold
1: my on, I have to go. I have to go tend, uh, deep th-
0: into this. They second. they come from comfort for me when things start getting just a little bit too good. Mm all of a sudden my brain's like well you know this is good we don't we don't really need to do that you start like reasoning away why you don't need to have certain disciplines anymore
1: yeah um yeah i know exactly where my cycles come from the april one comes from college university like you know like at the end of april like you're kind of like slowing down now it's so, like you're going into the, the summer so like, you just like finish all your finals and you kind of slow down yeah that's what the april one comes from and then the august one One comes from the uh, past two student works. Where I just be like, chill in August, like just ending it. You
0: know Mm. what I mean?
1: That's where it comes from. Yeah,
3: Mm, founded. Um, so I think that comes from setting a goal, having an expected outcome for that goal. When things starting to start to go wrong, not taking responsibility for those things, and also, at the same time, because of that, getting discouraged with the result or, or yeah, with the results that are coming up, which causes less actions. And because of that, having to do more actions and it's basically a repeating cycle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you've actually mentioned this before.
3: <clears throat> I have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I've heard that that exact and, it, and it's so true, though. It makes a lot of sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, when I say John's been ripping me apart, like for a while now it's been like basically since we started talking um when was it like june june (laughs) july something like that it's been like almost every week so yeah there's there's been a lot of learning (laughs) dude that's so
0: exciting though oh it is that's that's very cool yeah Yeah. i wish i had like a a more personal mentor that was like close because like you get you get the advantage of he's like in your life all the time. Just like constant fucking feedback and working with you and helping you grow and develop. It would be very beneficial. Yeah. I wonder if yeah, I can well, just Google it's... search one of those.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name is John Morgan Colonna. Come out. <laughs> yeah, Mac um, also
1: chose that, so
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, right before this call actually i was at johnson we were playing a board game that it's basically like a strategy army board game um that it's like it's a 15 part campaign that we've been playing i think we've done like three three or four of them now three um and yeah basically we played the game he beat me as always and then at the end i was like okay like where did I go wrong? Like what kind of strategies uh, here's like wh- where my strategy was like, what do you think was a better strategy? And like, just even something like that, like, yeah, I'll always get to learn from him and like, yeah, basically super cool. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. You the song. <laughs> what did you say? You have a song. Life is good. I don't even know that song.
0: What? You Life know. is good? I feel like I know that song. Okay, uh,
3: yeah, I, I, I think I've heard that song.
0: Okay, it's a good track. It is a good track. Brady's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I uh, hate to be that guy, but I have to, to do my laundry. I get my shit together. Oh. I got to go to bed because I have gym in the morning and I'm going to go hard, so.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: quotes I do actually think I have some quotes <laughs> good sir <laughs> I do like the bit that you put in there about Thomas Edison that was good that was good. good that was uh,
1: good we'll
3: yep.
0: That out. yep yeah why not Wait, I
3: did a
1: lot of quotes this week. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to choose. Um, Oh, here we go. Yeah, Max, you've just been literally just firing fucking quotes in here, but they've been good.
1: Yeah, I got three quotes, plus that big long one. I'll just go right now first, do my three, and then I'll have to find that long one, okay? Let's do it. First one, it's better to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most recent conversation. Other last one, better the criticism of a friend than the kiss of an enemy.
3: Mm-hmm. Man, I like how the quotes just always tie into our conversations. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, Kate okay, this is Tom Sessin. or should I send it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. I'm just
1: gonna leave it the one part. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Edison had 1,000 failed inventions. But no one ever talks about that. When people hear his name, they don't think of failure, they think of the light bulb. Thomas Edison is a household name because of his 1,000 and 1st invention, the light bulb. Basically, the moral is people give up too quickly, and that's why they will live mediocre lives until they die. So never stop fighting and never surrender.
3: Yes,
0: sir. Mine's super simple. Yeah, I just have the one and it's very simple. Reputation is what people think of you, character is what you are. Choose to live your life by the latter. Yeah.
2: Fuck.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: like that one, it. like, that one's deep. Like, yeah, when I heard that, I was just like, shit. Okay. Fair enough. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. did i read the gentleman quote i feel like i read that one last week
3: i don't think so Let's
0: say again. did i know it okay i gotta find it it's in here right, it? give me two seconds for?
3: yeah um
0: which one do i want to read ah, okay i found it i'm gonna just i'm gonna just fire it off yeah, real quick being a gentleman is about being at ease in your own skin there is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility isn't being superior to your former self. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I okay. Did. I did read that one. That was a good one. I was like, if I didn't read that, I need to. It's so true. Like,
1: that's why I hate when pe- like you can't compare yourself to other people because everyone goes through different lives. Like you shouldn't you should only compare yourself to who you were before. Like yeah, like you know the classic compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's super toxic too. Like if you're comparing other people to you and then you start that's how you breed jealousy and anger and frustration and all these like yeah. less workable emotions because you're constantly just being like, well, they have that. Why don't I have that? And that's just super dangerous territory. Yeah. Or vice versa. I have that because I'm better than them. And that yeah. is also super dangerous territory. Now you yeah. can argue, that. you could argue the better part with
1: work harder than them. I, yeah, I we use the word better.
0: Yes, but you still shouldn't look down on somebody because they didn't work as hard as you to get to the place that they're in and vice versa, if that makes sense. Oh, I want to say like... Because it's not necessarily about being in a better position. It's about looking down at another individual because they aren't in the position that you're in. I wouldn't look down on anyone. Yeah, that's then it's fine. But you can understand that you're in a better position because you worked harder. Yeah, but, like, if
1: they just live their life in our neutral, then it is what it is. Like, it's all good. But, like, they start coming at you with with stuff. You're like, hey, man, like, or, or, or whoever it is, like, like, hey, like, no, like, I'm here because I do this and you didn't do that.
0: That's, I'd say. That's fair. Hmm. But,
1: like, if it's just neutral commerce, I, I would never initiate a, a judgment. I, <laughs> Brady I, just rolling up on people. I'm here, and you're there. I don't, I don't I this. anything that goes on in other people's lives. I would only comment if they initiate first. It's just like a fight, bro. They punch you first. You just – you wait for them to punch you first.
0: Yeah, I've learned that for sure. <laughs> never throw the first punch. Dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Never throw the Dangerous. first punch. Dangerous. Yeah, because
1: you never know what's going on with them.
0: Well, that and usually the first punch is thrown out of emotion, so mm-hmm. you're you're never thinking clear if you're throwing the first punch. Only time I throw the first punch is an organized fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Motion that's in the fair. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the ring. There's gloves on. It's that's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Organized fight. Brady's out in the streets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm going to fire off a few. Pleasure is and must remain a side effect or byproduct and is destroyed and spoiled by the degree to which it is made a goal in itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Live as if you were living for the second time and then acted as wrongly the first time as you are about to act now.
1: Damn, exactly what Daniel said like 30 minutes ago. This is Perfect. Mm-hmm. Such
0: good timing. Real general actually towards... slaps. I'm sorry. I just need a second. Like, <laughs> like holy shit! So good, dude. Dude, yeah. look, what, what if this what? is my
1: second time? Right? Like what if, like Daniel said, it's true? You're sent back to like a redo. It, like damn, bro. Mm. Fuck,
0: yeah. that was a good
1: one.
3: Was uh, that from? uh That one, I think that one was Man Search for Meaning. Nice. Um, oh
0: yeah. Okay. Hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, that's such a good book.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Real generosity towards the future consists in giving all to what is present. Sorry, I'm just looking through one second. Man,
0: sometimes I feel like we should read some of these quotes at the beginning and then discuss them, because like, fuck me. Dude, actually, it's a good idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, actually, I like that a lot. Because I mean, talk about them. Because sometimes we say I a quote, it. and then it's like this whole discussion, and I'm like, oh man, like I, I don't want to like not talk about it. It's so Let's good. Do a nice call. Let's try it. Let's see what happens.
1: I like the idea. It's
0: a really good idea. Because you could start some crazy conversation off off those. There's some good ones. And I know sometimes we're like reading them, and then we get into like this whole preamble, and then we're like, oh shit, we got to stop. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> mm. oh, I good right now.
3: <laughs> um. The interesting thing about reflecting on your death. Is that it it reawakens you to what's truest about life?
0: Yep. That was what started my whole fucking uh I don't know, like I don't know what to call it. Self-reflection. What do you think is the also
3: h- hold on, so I do I do apologize. That last quote I read off, that was actually Zach's, not mine. My bad credit to zach for that one <laughs> okay
0: well thank you zach you were here and you weren't here so yeah <laughs> and he won't know unless he listens to this so yeah
3: true <laughs> um sorry brady what were you saying
0: yeah what were you
1: saying what do you think is uh truest in life what do you think
0: is truest in life? well i'm just, I'm just like sorry i'm just like kind of asking based on mm-hmm. that quote i read the quote our, one more read- time
3: the interesting thing about reflecting on your death is that it reawakens you to what what's truest about life no yeah, what do you think is truest about life i'd say i mean it varies it's whatever you decide is important for you in your life i think the way i interpreted that quote when he said it was more just like when you reflect on on death you start thinking of like all the things that if you were let's say on your deathbed all the things you should have done or things Mm. or ways you should have acted differently in um
0: and also what you actually value
3: yeah reflecting on your values and then that's what allows you to know like or not allows you to know but that's kind of gives you an indication of like what's actually important in your life which i think is just going to be different for every person
0: i would have to give that some thought to give you an answer
1: well that's like what i've been saying is like do things so that when you die you don't regret not doing them Mm -hmm. yeah it's very same thing right yeah not same sorry let's just say similar because it could be different depending on situation Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one
3: this one i really liked with one eye fixed on the destination there is only one left to guide you along the journey
0: yeah when you sent that one i read that like 10 times i was like holy fuck that's so Dude, i so i had to read creepy. that one 10
3: times because i fucking needed to hear it a hundred times <laughs> um every second you spend thinking about someone else's dream you take away from your own what
1: are you gonna be
3: uh, oh are you talking on, bro
0: <laughs> Dude, oh max, is just, max is just hammering oh. us right now <laughs> like <laughs> I, I need a seatbelt. this is ridiculous <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah.
3: i got i got a couple more um the purpose of life is a life of purpose yeah i like that one if i've seen further than others it is simply because i have stood on the shoulders of greater teachers Uh, actually, not going to read that one. Um, when spider webs un- unite, they tie up a lion. Stop living your life in compartments and understand once and for all that all you do forms one individual whole or sorry, one invisible whole.
0: All right. Stop living your life in compartments
3: and understand once and for all that all you do forms one invisible whole kind of rhymes.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah. That uh, kind of ties into what I was saying about like, um how you do one thing business dating and everything like ties together yeah Um... being engaged in a pursuit that truly challenges you is the surest route to personal satisfaction but the real key to remember is that happiness is a journey not a destination Yeah, we'll cut it off there.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you said a couple more, and you read, I think, six or six. <laughs> I, I knew when you said a couple, there was probably going to be ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they were pretty good. So I'm, they were I'm good, happy, yeah. A, I'm yeah. happy I sat in. I'm definitely going to bring a couple quotes for the start of the conversation. I'm super... No, happy. let's do that next call. I, like I that think that call. would be fun. Yeah. The other guys won't know, so we'll just we'll just steer it that way and see what happens. We'll just tell them how it is in the start. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is the dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> you're outvoted three to two. All
1: right,
3: yeah.
0: Cool. yeah. Well, and actually, I to say,
1: if you're listening, Zachary I don't
3: know because this is going to get because our next call is on Sunday because we're recording yeah. on Wednesday, It'll get so released. we necessarily going to be in like four days, yeah, or three, yeah, yeah. four days, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah.
0: this will awesome. get released after we have our next conversation, so they won't actually know, yeah, classic math. <laughs> What? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> like, when I say
1: something, I mess up, and I like someone will, like region. I was like, oh yeah, math,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Brady cracks me up. <laughs>
1: oh my yeah, god, math makes sense. <laughs> so that turn, like that saying, like when you try to say something and explain something, someone explained it to you, like, oh no, this is actually something. like, oh, that math makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: you know, it's not math.
3: It's like, yeah. The check though, a girl's like brady you know you're just too obsessed with money i'm breaking up with you and brady's like yeah that
0: math checks
3: out yeah
0: yeah <laughs> that makes sense oh, fuck. <laughs> all right i'm going i'm going away now guys for me. <laughs>
3: good chap. thanks everyone for tuning in we'll see you next week boys love you have a great week see you on sunday
0: yeah bye you've been listening to the prime five podcast with your hosts max skylar brady zach and dan if you're enjoying the show remember to smash that like button and share with your friends if you want to follow us or get more info head over to our instagram page at prime five pod check us out and shoot us a dm thanks for tuning in until next time